All right. Second hour coming your way. It's Indiary Radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network. So let's let's lead into this, and I'll try to – it's tough. I've got so much stuff here to try to – I've already an hour in. Uh, let's get clip one ready, Mr. Producer. So we talked about Sudan last week with Russia building – a uh, seaport base there and then us not liking it too much and all that stuff. I covered that. Those of you that listened last week, so there's a dust up there between us and Russia. And so let's listen to clip one. This is Dabu seven and a shout out to Hayes on this one. We have a huge biological risk after Sudan fighters have now occupied a lab inside of Sudan in the WHO putting out this big warning saying that anything can happen from here. Huge biological risk as these fighters have kicked out the people working at this facility, have occupied it, and they're saying that this is an extremely, extremely dangerous situation. Now, there have been people killed and injured in some of these labs in other areas across the region, but they're saying that this local group of which they will not name has taken over this facility as a military base. Again, they did not say which of the fighting parties has taken over the laboratory. But they're saying in this instance that there could be some kind of huge biological risk associated with it because inside of this facility there are so-called isolates or samples. And they range anywhere from the deadly disease of measles to polio to cholera. Hmm. Cholera. Setting the stage All right, go for... Ahead, go ahead, stop it. Now, think about this as a cywar virus to plant into the minds of the public. They see this on news. They see the, oh my God, a biological warfare. Uh, anything could happen. So now you have kind of one of the beginnings of a narrative that is being crafted up oh, could it came from the sedan this this lab that got taken over by these militant faction woo, 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 woo. the whatever whatever they want to roll out next now uh mr producer get clip 10 ready and i've got a couple karen kingston different interviews here. One of them's from Greg Hunter from USA Watchdog. Okay. And I was listening to this one today. And what's crazy is when you're talking about these variants, remember Omicron and all these goofy names, um, Delta. She makes the point that you can order a variant, what they're going to say is a variant, but basically as a payload from the Chinese to attach to these uh, nanolipid particles to throw into these vials. So, you know how they just had the big bivalent uh, booster that went around? I mean, I don't know how long they're going to be able to talk people into, into being these lab rats. Um, but you see some of the draconian countries out here the, the way they treat their people. And, you know, the CDC, these genocidal uh, centers for democidal concoctions, uh, they just renewed or uh, advised the government to still require freaking uh, people to be jabbed up before they can come into the U.S. So they're talking about Djokovic, the, the best tennis player in the world. He's going to be shafted again. Uh, not be able to play in the U.S. due to the fact that the CDC and and the and the the Biden administration have decided to keep this ridiculous uh, requirement to enter the collapsing turd called the United States. Um, so let's go ahead and listen to clip ten for a few minutes. Order the sequences. The, the mRNA sequences from Sino Biological. 
China. Um, which is in China. So, so when Jordan Walker on the Project Veritas um, scandal said, we don't make the variants, he wasn't exactly lying because they order them from China. So you can order over 200 and var uh, 280 variants, so the mRNA software codes, you order those from China, then Pfizer makes the spike proteins in their labs, puts them in as payloads into the LNP, and then the human beings, the civilians in the United States or around the globe, they actually produce the variants. So Jordan Walker wasn't exactly lying when he said Pfizer doesn't produce the variants because they order them from China and then humans actually produce them. Yeah, but he lied by omission. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explaining. So it. we're under attack. You're we're, saying, under, we're under attack. From China. Understand that this company is based in China and you can order these uh, codes. Uh, these, uh, you know, RNA, Pause DNA it for codes. Well, we're how we, we're under attack by people that are buying the damn that stuff from China. So it's like a lot of people want to blame China, and yeah, China has a biological warfare. Their generals brag about it, how they they can take uh, take us down, blah blah blah. But you got treasonous freaks within our own borders that are bringing the stuff here. So who's worse? The Chinese dumping the fentanyl, you know, and or the people that that are bringing it here, and then the people that are distributing it here. Um, you could have all the fentanyl in the world running around, but if there's no junkies, um, you know what I'm saying. It is chemical warfare. Don't get me wrong, but there's the traders within. Uh, they're the ones that are that are you know ultimately responsible. Go ahead and resume. Point five the variants are not coming out of they're not the, you see the variants right here you order them they're they're huh. not something that's coming because of a virus evolving naturally right these are pre-made variants that you can order there's over 280 of them none of this was done naturally none of it at all and these shots not a single shot helped a single person not a not a single shot helped a single person. No, the, the shots caused people to produce toxins yeah. and weapons, literally biosynthetic weapons in their bodies. And, of course, Fox and everybody else on Fox would never bring this up. They're like, oh, maybe see your doctor, who are all paid off. The hospitals are all paid off. Dr. Mercola did a big thing on the hospitals being incentivized to murder people, his words. Uh, we have, uh, and people, other people are finally catching on to work. Naomi Wolf talked about all the uh, the Pfizer documents, which you were first to bring up, but she's, uh, you know, a big Democrat and a Democrat no more, talking yeah. about how this this this, this awful um, uh, uh, you know attack on women, reproductive organs, and men, uh, infertility skyrocketing. Doctor uh, uh, Teresa Long, who's a flight surgeon, talked. This is all in the DMED data, and of course the Weasel uh, Secretary of State uh, Lloyd Austin knew all this was going on. We're under full-on attack from the inside and outside of our own country. Is that right? No, that's absolutely correct. Yes, that's absolutely correct. We are, and I want to explain too what the what the. No, virus. no, no. Tell me, tell me why we're under attack. This is why all attack. attack. Okay. Um, well, I think. Um, the, well, I'm showing. I was just showing the viewers that they're they're ordering um, synthetic codes to produce bioweapons in manufacturing facilities in the United States and around the globe. And we're calling these things viruses. I mean, this is a full-on global attack, and and the and the nanoparticle technology um, is a very advanced artificial intelligence technology. What what they did was they took non-human DNA, infected human embryonic kidney cells, and then using electromagnetic fields, they merged those what we would call viruses or proteins. They, they they disrupted the entire electron field to create to create new ionic bonds and created new organisms. They created new species that they merged with graphene oxide and gold. Lord. And these are weapons of bio warfare. And I mean, I'm not. I guess I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure. Like that. I'm not sure how to explain this to people. But these what we've been told for the last decade, as far as whether it was COVID nineteen or MERS or SARS-CoV-1, th those were nanoparticle bioweapon attacks, um, which were using these advanced technologies to hijack human bodies, to cause neurological dysfunctions, and to produce toxins. Um, 
and to cause dysfunctions across multiple systems, cardiovascular, um, reproductive, and whatnot, um, you know, to lead to the disease, disabilities, and death of humans as well as infertility. So that's what's going on. And, you know, as you go through the documents, you can see that this is a global coordinated effort. I mean, Pfizer's ordering artificial intelligent generated mRNA programs from companies out of China and then making them, and if you go through all my database, and then making them around the globe in the United States, Japan, China, um, parts of Europe, uh, the U.K., they're trying to kill people. This is an extinction event, not a genocide. Yeah, I mean, this is a mass extinct. We're being told that this is for our, our greater good, and I don't think people understand, too, that they're, um, and James Giordano talks about this, that, that industry, the pharmaceutical and biotech industry, has mapped out multi-trillion dollar markets based on what they're calling mRNA technology, which is the suite of nanotechnologies, gene editing technologies, for the next decade. So they've already got, and, 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 and the biotech industry, what this nanotechnology industry is, is also already working with the banking industry and is also working with the technology industry, right? So Moderna just uh, announced their partnership with IBM Watson, which is, you know, I think people who work at all in, in computers and communications, you know, IBM Watson is their... Their, 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 their master AI program um, to come out with new mRNA quote-unquote vaccines, right? So um, biotech, pharma, and the financial industries have all worked together to say we are going to direct the evolution of humans, which is the extermination of humans, right? So people that survive this directed evolution with these technologies um, are going to be part of the internet of things or the internet of bodies right so the idea uh, is to merge your body how long have i been talking about that a couple of years that i i kind of just had this feeling it's like look this is the ultimate goal of this thing is the people that are hardy enough genetically to make it through the myocarditis, the strokes and all blah blah blah. They're those are the ones that are all gonna be this homoborg genesis, this calendar and all those guys talk about. These are the people that are all gonna be jacked in. And guess what? Their stuff is all about cryptocurrency, central bank digital currency and, and somehow what what you do on your daily basis it's going to be mining um, your universal basic income. So you got to do your you got to do your minimum chores for the technocrats to get your UBI so you can eat your bugs. That's 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 the the ultimate part of this. Now, Dr. Vernon Coleman, he just wrote this. The well-documented global slaughter of the elderly has shocked millions. In, in care homes, nursing homes, and hospitals, the elderly were deliberately and cold-bloodedly murdered by doctors and nurses acting under orders from above. Politicians and advisors decreed that the elderly should be denied medical care, and thousands who did find themselves in institutions were treated without compassion, caring, or proper decent care. The elderly were denied contact with relatives or friends and were kept in isolation for many months and in some cases, for years, residents were told that they had to be jabbed with a so-called vaccine that was known not to work and be dangerously toxic. Thousands of elderly patients were killed by a vaccine which should have been classified as too dangerous to use as landfill. The elderly were locked in, forced to wear masks, and subjected to conditions which would have aroused an uproar if they'd been applied to illegal immigrants or dangerous prisoners. Um, the fake pandemic, which was designed, marketed, and sold to a global public in the spring of 2020, was always an essential part of the globalist plan for the Great Reset. And the elderly were always regarded as a disposable nuisance. The abuse, which came an official integral part of the institutional care in 2020, continues today. Remember, nothing happens by accident or by coincidence anymore. The elderly are being eradicated from our world as though they are nothing more than an annoying infection. Um and it goes on, but you can read this stuff. Um, so let's, Mr. Producer, get clip 11 ready. 
and this is Karen Kingston. She was on with uh, Stu Peters some days back, and I'll just play a little bit of this, but it's about the nanotech and the 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 ability to to control this stuff. Go ahead and uh, play that clip 11. Joins us now with thoughts on all of this. Karen, thank you so much for coming. So EMFs translating languages, essentially, to those people who are injected or possess this nanotechnology as a result of shedding, even if they avoided the shots, can now be controlled and or killed. It's like a kill switch. Is that right? Well, the electromagnetic fields do activate what they're calling a spike protein, which are the electromagnetic nanoparticles. So we're being exposed to these, whether it's in uh, the aerosol attacks in the air or the food or the injections. And the injections are the highest um, quantity or toxicity level that you'll get of these nanoparticle technologies. So um, what I said early on or last year, you know, that you cannot do gene editing technology. You can't produce spike proteins without electromagnetic fields. That's the basics going back to the 1980s out of La Jolla. And I was attacked for it. But, you know, these aren't nano scissors. You need electromagnetic fields to split the DNA to do the gene editing to then produce the toxins. And then the electromagnetic fields can also control the nanoparticles. And I and I think what's really important is that we have these experts and doctors who are saying there's no such thing as nanotechnology. That's a red herring. You know, we really need to talk about mRNA vaccines and biology. Well, haven't we already determined that mRNA is what the real red herring is here? Yeah, the term mRNA vaccine or a biological spike protein, those are the red herrings. And the evidence is on Pfizer's website, the evidence is on Moderna's website, and the evidence is in the DOD contracts. So let's just go to another piece of evidence for your viewers. So everyone knows that Pfizer entered into a contract with the Department of Defense in July of 2020. If you go to the section for manufacturing development plan for Pfizer, it states they have to adhere to the good manufacturing practices, not just for adulterated drugs, but also for adulterated devices. It specifically states that under 21 USC, um, regarding and manufacturing practices, GMP, this plan shall adhere to 351A2B. So 21 USC 351A2B, and I've worked on class three medical devices, is for class three medical devices. It is described here um, as a device under section 36E. We don't have time to go into section 36E today, that was added under the Obama administration in the Cures Act for accelerated review and basically criminal biological experimentation on humans with breakthrough technology devices. So this is cited in the DOD contract. So they wouldn't cite the law that Pfizer needs to adhere to good manufacturing practices for electromagnetic devices unless there were electromagnetic devices in the injections. It's that simple. Don't overthink this. So a device is is defined as... Um, as basically a machine, an apparatus, or a contrivance. A contrivance is something that can be biosynthetic, so it's technology that imitates biology and can have medical or nutritional value. That's why they're putting these bioweapons in the food as well. So these are the definitions of, of what an electromagnetic device is. Now, the contract also goes on to talk about the lipid nanoparticle technology. It is technology. They state several times about the LNPs and the lipid nanoparticle formulation. How does the FDA define a lipid nanoparticle technology? Well, in 2011 and then in 2017, they updated their guidance on classifications for drugs versus devices. They specifically talk about gold nanoparticles. And this should make people's hair stand up, and this should make them outraged, and they should go and demand that these are removed from every facility in their community. They define a lipid nanoparticle as a device, and specifically when they talk about the gold nanoparticles, which Pfizer's are gold graphene oxide nanoparticles. I've shown that on your show. It says, uh, when they are injected into a tumor site and exposed to electromagnetic energy, they absorb electromagnetic en energy and convert it to thermal energy, to heat energy. This heat is then transferred to the surrounding cells or tissue, and this heat transfer causes the cancer cells to die. So one of the mechanisms or that this can actually <laughs> exterminate people is that if there is electromagnetic fields that are, are given off from cell phone towers or from your cell phone itself, it can activate this technology in your body to give off enough heat to annihilate the cells and on the tissues around this. I said this when I was on your show the very first time in July of 2021, and I was hit for it. 
But this is what it is. So there can be a kill switch to activate the nanotechnology. And there's more than one technology in here. And I think that's important for people to understand as well. It is programmable. Uh, And you can find that whole video. But, man. Um, Now, Jeff Rents and Erica Kahn over there, they poo-poo this whole kind of angle. Okay? And so there's – I would like to see – I would like to see a debate. Um between those two and you know uh karen kingston and whoever you know uh she would choose i would like to see that in an open format by in and a person that is doesn't um have uh you know a dog in the fight and to let people decide themselves but uh you see this fight going on where rents trashes um, anybody that doesn't stay on his orthodoxy is about what the shots are and that sort of thing it's kind of fascinating um, let's see here. Oh, let's get clip 14 ready real quick. Now, this is a British lady, um, and she, um, in about two minutes, she kind of sums up, you know, with w- what we're facing here. And I'm going to, then I've got the Bible hub put up and then we'll, we'll talk about it. Go ahead and roll 14. I miss the old world. But it's never going to be the same again, is it? Because I feel like I went to sleep in 2019 and I've woken up in 2023 in the middle of a genocide, in the middle of a holocaust. That's what it is because a certain part of society, of the population, has been targeted for extermination. Unfortunately, it's 90% of the population. So it's been nice knowing you. I'll see you on the other side. Um, but what's really freaking me out is that most people I have interactions with are absolutely fine with it. The dead can't speak for themselves. They can't say, oh, no, I was absolutely fine before the vaccine. It was definitely that. Those who've had it who don't want to address the potential risks have got their fingers in the ears and they're like, la, 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 it's not happening. And the rest of us are trying to help because... It feels to us like we're at the final scenes in the movie and not everyone's going to make it out alive. And I've got to ask myself, like, how much more can the human body, the human spirit take? Forget the psychological stuff with the over-sexualization of our children in schools and by governments, uh, transsexualism, woke agendas, just the physical So the majority of us poor human beings, uh, we've got mRNA coursing through every cell. We now know that it reaches in the body. We've got fluoridated water. The governments are bragging about that. We've got chemtrails and patents on those going back to 1969. Um, We've got toxic rail crashes. We've got toxic soils and fertilizers, genetically modified seeds and foods. I mean, how much more can we physically and emotionally take? Why aren't people yelling murderer at these leaders every single time they step outside their front door? All right. Um, Mark 16 through 18 and Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Okay, so Mark 16 through 18, these are these kind of really, um, you know, they they mimic each other. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And then the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. My name... In my name, they'll drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not harm them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will be made well. you got to realize God controls this universe, and there's a lot of evil crap coming our way, and they've probably been trying to kill tons and tons of people for a long long time but you know god designed this human body of ours it probably um really flummoxes these these evil controllers sometimes like gosh man we 
we've been trying to kill these people for so long, but nothing seems to be working. We've given them enough. We've given them enough drug A, B, C, or D to kill, blah blah blah, and they're still living out their lives and so forth. You got to realize, man, this these these evil clowns they will be thwarted. Okay, um, now many of us, you know, we're going to die. You know, it talks about men's hearts fail, will fail them in fear of what's coming upon the earth and so forth. But, um, you know, you got to you got to have some hope here and hope in justice and hope uh, that the that the designer of this existence that we all live in is is going to. What seems to be pretty quickly, because we're we're coming into the times of Noah and the times of Lot. Remember, the Bible talks about as it as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. And he says, uh, as it was in the days of Lot. Well, what were the days of Lot? And I've covered this before. The days of Lot were sexual perversion, sodomites running around the land. You know, this whole gender toxicity this whole demonic thing that's happened to our kids and uh these these evil teachers in these schools counselors they they you know if i had my way uh you think you think you know the fascists coming into power in the in the 30s and 40s franco and hitler and mussolini were mean if i had my way <laughs> but anyway um but and then in the days of Noah, uh, what was what was the deal with the days of Noah? You can read in the Bible where it talks back in the days of Noah. It says the world was filled with violence, and um, gosh, the the amount of the absence of tranquility in large large parts of the earth right now. Um, it's mind-boggling. Every one of our major cities is a place of utter base, um, just bestiality of just, you know, wickedness. There's parts of our country that are still tranquil. You know, I, I see them. Even in my own, you know, realm, There's there are parts and pockets where there is tranquility, but... A lot of it's being extinguished from the earth. Um, let's see here. Millions of people ready to enter the country, amassing at our southern border, allegedly. This whole Title 42 crap and all this. And our treasonous government. Well, not the government itself, but those controlling the government, the traitors that are in our midst, this mass, critical mass of treason to where now the whole ship of state is about to capsize as old Hank, what's his name down there, the congressman from Atlanta was worried about too many people on one side of the island in Guam, that the, the island was going to capsize. <laughs> and that guy's still in Congress. It just shows the idiocracy, uh, the squad, AOC, Cory Bush, all these people, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, and now the little guys that have joined the squad. This is this is demoralization. They're purposely demoralizing us. Um, you know. It seems like they've clearing so many people out of Central and South America. It's almost like many of the elites have a plan to go down there and buy the place up for pennies on the dollar, further plunder the peoples of Central and South America. We'll see you on the other side.
handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pastures meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free-range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Support the network if you can. If you if you're able, you know who you are and you know who you're not. So those of you that can, throw them a little something to keep us on the air. Um, Mr. Producer, we got to cover this. Get clip 16 ready. This is for all the Russophiles out there that everybody that thinks Pootie Poot and the gang are the um, standing against the evil satanic West. Okay. 
Um, let's roll clip 16. Russia's central bank confirms plans to launch a pilot project in April to uh, test out a digital ruble in more than a dozen banks. Earlier, my colleague Yuna O'Neill discussed the development with RT contributor Chris Emmons. We plan to launch a pilot stage of the digital ruble project on April 1st, with transactions between individuals and payments in trade and service enterprises at this stage. I would like to draw your attention right away that the pilot will be based on real operations, real clients, but on a limited number of operations and on a limited number of clients, with 13 banks that have already technically confirmed their readiness. For the technologically adverse like myself, what's a digital ruble? Yeah, that's a, a great question, Union. So really a digital ruble is not really, for, for the common user, it's no real different than the rubles you have in your bank account or dollars or sure. euros. And um, the only difference really is that instead of it being a number that's sort of randomly printed on a screen that can be inflated, it's actually built on, on blockchain technology and issued in a way, whereas you'll have to account for every one ruble that is in the bank to the rubles that are actually in circulation. Let's take a cryptocurrency, let's say Bitcoin Union, that we, it's the most widely known cryptocurrency. So Bitcoin, when the payment mm -hmm. is processed, what happens is the computer systems and what crypto people call nodes, so the computer system that verifies that transaction happened is anonymous and decentralized. Mm -hmm. In the case of CBDCs that we're discussing now, those nodes or those computer systems are centralized, i.e. they belong to the, in this case to the Central Bank of Russia so they can make sure that there's no nefarious activity happening when those transactions mm -hmm. are processed. Understood. Uh, I, I think a lot of the cryptocurrency... So what? how do you like the timing of this? Does, look, there's something planned for the world, whether it's some lab leak, uh, you know, operation again. Um, the IMF plans to push publishes plans to implement CBDC. So you think that the Russians just doing it at the same time are just some sort of um, accident? Okay. So the IMF has published its multi-year plan to implement a central bank digital currency. This is a necessary step to ensure the slaves never seek escape from the invisible prison the masters have built. Well, it seems like good old Pootie Poot and the gang over there are marching lockstep with our uh, folks here. I mean, think about it. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Do you, th do you see any freedom there with Lula? Huh? Now, let's talk about Malima in South Africa off for a second. Uh, get, get that Twitter clip uh, number 18 ready. Uh, Mr. Producer. Now, this was up on um, Eternal Truth's Twitter feed. And he he writes over there on Renegade a lot. Um, Jul Julius Malima of the genocidal EFF. That's in South Africa. A bunch of Marxist thugs, anti-white Marxist thugs, on how Russia armed um, all the black terrorists there, the Marxist terrorists, under Putin. Um, let's go ahead and play that clip. President Putin is welcomed. We know our friends. We know the people who liberated us. We know the people who supported us. In Kutokonaval, the weapons that were used in Kutokonaval that led to the liberation of South Africa were coming from Russia. Russia supplied us with weapons in Kutokonaval. Cuba supplied us with soldiers. MK was drunk. Cuba brought the soldiers. Russia brought the armaments. We were supposed to be the ones that are being complimented and supported by these other countries who have found wanting. President Putin is welcomed. We know our friends. Right, we ahead, know stop. the people who liberated us. President Putin is well. See, this is all about that international criminal court warrant that's going out on Putin. And Malima... You know, he's like Putin's our guy. 
He gave us all the weapons that help us liberate ourselves from those evil white Afrikaners. Yeah. Pootie Poo buddied up with uh, Maduro down there and Venezuela, the Castros, Cuba, all the Marxists around the world. They all just have a strange, nice relationship with Russia, even though Russia's a, you know, the bastion of freedom for the world now. Come on, man. Come on, like Biden would say. Um, now, here's Pope Francis, a.k.a. Pope Poop Feces. This one just got dropped today. Be open to foreigners, Pope Francis tells Hungarians. Prime Minister Viktor Orban's government has long faced criticism over anti-immigration policies and rhetoric that has stoked xenophobia. Pope Francis called for open doors and inclusivity during a visit to Hungary on Sunday. I would have kicked him out. I would have been like, get the F out. I know the Jesuits had come after you and probably try to assassinate you. But who cares? This is, this is insane. This heretic that calls himself a pope. This Jesuit thug. Absolutely just mind-boggling. Um, now... Now I'm forgetting where I was, but um, let's do this. Um, let's have a little fun. I know it's been kind of dark. This, Mr. Producer, get clip eight. This was Owen Schroyer today. Now he took a caller over on Alex Jones's show, and the caller talks about Ali Alexander, a.k.a. Ali Akbar, and he causes Owen to snap. But Owen's being hypocritical here, and I want to point this out. Because, just listen to it. Go ahead and roll clip uh, eight. Let's go to Bill here in Austin, Texas. Bill, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, so I just wanted to call and say it was it was neat to see um, uh, see Ali Alexander come back on Twitter. You know, he had such a cool handle on Twitter, A-L-I. Um, and then it was neat to see him come back uh, from J6, uh, that that whole thing, and come back to uh, the InfoWars, bringing, of all people, Kanye West and Nick Fuentes and um, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. And it was just so cool to see how close um, uh, Ali is with uh, with Alex. And then to um, uh, get all of the information about uh, Ali uh, grooming young men and soliciting dick pics from them and um, uh, and this being a well-widely-known thing among his circle, um, you know, it's really cool to see how, uh, how the people that you lie down with, the people that you make business with, um, are, are all around you, and they're the same as you. Um, and Ali Alexander and Alex Jones probably, you know, cut from the same cloth. It's just really neat to see all that happen. And I wanted to say, uh, Owen, honk, honk. So I, I don't really understand the point of your call. I can sense the sarcasm. I mean, is there something you want to say? Or are you just going to kind of come on here? Are you trying to gaslight me? I don't, I don't get it. No, I want, I want you to talk about Ali Alexander. You guys were, uh, you guys were, Why? Because yeah. Milo drops all of this load about Ali being a uh, being a predator and uh, being, okay, so, um, so that's good for that's good for Milo. Hey, hey, that's fine, Bill. And and I, I, look, I don't mind you calling in and talk about this. The problem is, I'm not going to waste the audience's time on this subject material. You understand? And so you can call in and talk about it. But but I, I, let me just let me just put it to rest like this, folks. You notice? I mean, I'm not going to speak for Alex, but you can tell what Infowars does. I'll, but I'll speak for myself. We don't go into these rumor drama cycles with the rest of the media, okay? We really? Really? And we like to stay above that because there's real issues. Sure so this do. guy is a perfect example. He wants me to talk about Ali Alexander. The audience doesn't want me to talk about Ali Alexander. They want to talk about the New World Order. They want to know about how we're going to stop this. They want to talk about, is Trump going to be the next guy? Should we go with somebody else? You want me to go into the depths of the internet rumor drama world like I'm a high school student. I'm not. I'm an adult. 
Okay, now, if, if, if I, if I want to do a response to all the other rumor mill crap that I get brought into, then I can do an hour-long video every day, and I could divulge into that stuff, and I could lower my own standards, but it's not going to happen. So let's take another call here. All right, go and ahead and stop let's it. go. Now, that's, that's totally disingenuous because the alternative media, they, they have to delve into all this stuff and look at all the stuff with Mike Obama and everything else and, that everybody delves into. So, and I get it. This person's in your very close in, in your kind of circle in your camp, but the guy's already uh, pretty much apologized and all this weird stuff. And so, uh, I mean, to say, oh, we ain't going to go there just because we don't go into – you talk about who was on Epstein Island and all kind of weird stuff. We all do. But to sit there, oh, well, we don't do that. We're talking about fighting the New World Order. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, come on, man. Now, Mr. Producer, get clip nine ready. This is Nick Fuentes addressing the Ali Alexander. Because it was uh, allegedly a bunch of Fuentes' little homies and homeboys that Ali Alexander was, like, leaning on trying to, you know, I guess uh, – but diddle them or whatever Allie's into. Go ahead and roll clip nine. And yeah, I saw this. And as far as that situation, I disavow that exchange and the things that have been posted around about Ali. Uh, what I will say though is consider the source. These are all people about Milo. that worked with Ali for years, and this is always the approach is the guilt by association. Now, don't get me wrong. Unequivocally disavow pederasty. Unequivocally disavow uh, that conduct. I think it's gross. I think it's a very bad picture. And I think Ali <laughs> has to explain what's going on there. I talked to him privately see, at least about it. He said that there are some discrepancies there. And so now we'll see what he has to say. I said the other week, I said, let's see the proof. We see something that's pretty damning, and I disavow, totally. Um, as far as Ali, I've heard that he's got a defense on this, and so we'll see what he has to say. But I'll also say that let's not pretend like we don't know where this is coming from. This is coming from a gay Jewish pedophile who said in 2015 that he was at sex parties where kids were being raped and wouldn't say who was there. So, we've heard about the Ali stuff. Okay, I think it's terrible. Now I want to know about Milo and this gay sex party he was at with Hollywood producers with children. Because this is a guy who, let's not forget, got canceled uh, in 2017. So, uh, you know, look, I've always thought that Ali was kind of had some sugar in his tank or whatever just by listening to him talk or what have you. But, I mean, look, you can't. You got to clean up your own backyard. I mean, look, look, yeah, I'd be like, hey, if that stuff's true and the guy's a sick SOB, that's all Owen would have had to say. But, oh, we don't delve into the, come on, man. If that was a left winger, you'd sure de delve into it. So and we've got to, you, you got to have some continuity here across and, you know, be no respecter of persons. You see what I'm saying? Just because that person's connected to A, B, C, and D. Hey, doesn't matter. You know, they're doing, they're out there doing pederast weird trash. You, and you sit there and rip on pederasts all day on, on your guys' shows. But then one guy that's close to you gets ex possibly exposed and is already allegedly kind of said, yeah, I was wrong and uh, I was I was being a real jerk or whatever. Um, come on. It's nuts. Um, Florida passes the harshest hate crime bill in America to combat anti-Semitism. Governor DeSantis signs bill in Israel. Can you believe this guy? HB 269 SB 994 which sponsor Rand, Representative Randy Fine, who's Jewish, by the way, said earlier this year was written to make hate-filled anti-Semitic littering, a.k.a. leafleting, a felony punishable five five years in prison. So basically they're going after the Goyam Defense League, who moved from California to Florida. And they've buddied up with... Um, the right stuff and uh, fashion the nation. I've heard them on those programs and 
uh, a lot of people think that they might be some sort of a uh, some sort of a hangout an op and so forth and so on so now you're seeing all of this stuff um the to, the bill was put forward by the GOP to silence the Goyam Defense League, who've been sharing anti-Semitic flyers in Florida neighborhoods and holding up anti-Semitic banners over bridges, which are critical of Jews. So, and so he's he's he you know um, if HB two sixty nine is passed, someone who makes fun of another person's clothes if they're considered ethnic or religious can be arrested and charged with a third degree felony and hate crime. Uh, I mean, so makes anti-Semitism a hate crime, blah, blah, blah. Um, Real, real nuts here. And then DeSantis is over there, and this is on Israel 365 News. So he meets with Israeli President Herzog, and then he attended a dinner where he met with Miriam Adelson, the widow of billionaire conservative philanthropist Sheldon Adelson, who passed away in 2021. This is considered significant as Adelson was Trump's strongest financial backer in his unsuccessful 2020 campaign, contributing to at least 90 million. And so they were supporters of the Florida's governor, um, contributing at least 500,000 to the Friends of Ron DeSantis PAC when he ran for governor in 2018. Other prominent Trump supporters were also in attendance. He went. He keynoted the Celebrated Faces of Israel event, a project of the Jerusalem Post and the Museum of Tolerance. And in his address, DeSantis, listen to this, DeSantis described the decision to move the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem as his own, saying he worked to, quote-unquote, cajole the former president to make the move. He also touted his part in opposing the 2015 Iran nuclear deal. So... They're just making it legal for DeSantis to run for president and maintain his governorship. And I remember, you know, that name DeSantis, and it's actually DeSantis. Um, really interesting. Ronald DeSantis, you got Satan coded in there. Um, interesting stuff, you know. He's a Vatican guy. Uh, I'm just kind of tripped out about the whole thing. So Newt Gingrich, I think Republicans better pay significant attention attention to Michelle Obama. Okay. So Michelle Obama was just on stage with Bruce Springsteen in Barcelona and sung backup on glory days. I guess the glory days of the Obama administration where they ran all the racial destabilization psyops on us. I mean, these people have no shame. Go to the if you really want to watch something repulsive, go to the Kennedy Center Honors on YouTube, right? And go back to um, where they were honoring Bruce Springsteen in two thousand nine. Kennedy Center Honors. Put that in your chat rooms. And Sting comes out and sings the song uh, "The Rising." Now, if you remember, right after 9-11, those of you uh, that were paying attention, Springsteen comes out with The Rising right after 9-11, and it's all about the firemen and blah, 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 blah. And then this guy sitting there in 2009, eight years later with Obama and Biden and all these people on the stage getting honored by Jon Stewart and Sting and John Mellencamp and all these people – Melissa Etheridge, and they're all doing his songs. That's what they do at the Kennedy Center Honors. Other stars will come out and and do the person being celebrated songs. And so Sting does the rising. And I'm just looking at these people. I'm like, so you're sitting here with the Obamas who they ran the Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown, all the – Freddie Gray, all the racial destabilization operations on us. They're sitting there knowing that the freaking, the shadow government and the, and the Mossad and all these people carried out the 9-11 hit on our nation. And this guy, Springsteen, is sitting there and he's he's supposed to be the everyman, the blue collar guy from Jersey 
you know, it's just such a sick spectacle knowing what we all know to watch that. So I would suggest you watch it just so you can put yourself through the through the pain of of knowing and then watching the smug looks on these people's faces. And it's just it's just so insane. It's just mind blowing. Um Democrats are mounting a campaign to delegitimize de- 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 the Supreme Court. Well, of course, look at what they just did with Clarence Thomas and all this big um, thing with uh, the, all these billionaires and so forth and so on. Um, now you had that whistleblower that came out. Immigrant children will work at slaughterhouses, factories, and restaurants to pay their debt to smugglers, traffickers, and cartels. That whole... Um, that whole thing where that lady in front of Congress this week talks about what happens to these, these kids once they get here. I mean, we've got modern day chattel slavery going on right here in every one of our major cities and towns and everything right under our noses. And, and I mean, how many of these people get harvested for organs or adrenochrome or sex work and all this crap now ending things on some good note, breaking infamous late term abortionist Leroy Carhart dies Carhart, one of the most notorious abortionists in America killed more than 30,000 children over his career and committed abortions at all stages of pregnancy. Uh, the notorious doctor died at 5.30 a.m. on Friday morning, ending his lengthy career of murdering unborn children in their mother's wombs. Carhartt founded an organization dedicated to committed abortions, which established two care killing centers, Bethesda, Maryland, and Bellevue, Nebraska. Well, wow. Could you imagine passing away and a life like that? Hope you enjoyed the broadcast, folks. Didn't even get to eh, 50% of the stuff I had ready, but hey, I tried to pack it in as best I could. Mr. Producer, thank you, and support the network if you can. Talk to you soon. wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift what in the world is an ease-off drop and lift our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control that sounds great but can i afford it sure and the ease-off installs fast the effortless operation will reduce fatigue speed up your line and increase profits okay i'm convinced where can i get my ease off go to easeoff.com that's e-a-z-e-o-f-f.com and hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time easeoff.com we make pigs fly cows too easeoff llc 417-932-6419. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network.